0: What do you need to know before getting a rhinoplasty? Dr. West is here to tell us. I'm Anita, and this is Care Experts. Today we're talking about rhinoplasty with board-certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Justin West. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. West. Thanks for having me. So first of all, tell me what exactly is a rhinoplasty?
1: Rhinoplasty, think of it as shaping your nose. So somebody who comes in and they don't like the tip of their nose, they think their nose is too long or too wide. There's a variety of procedures that we can do, hundreds of little maneuvers in this very small space to reshape a nose to make it either more proportionate or more shapely to sort of hit the acidic standard that the patient's looking for.
0: So what exactly is the difference between a rhinoplasty and a septoplasty?
1: So the septum is a very specific part of your nose where it runs right down the middle. There's a a bony septum and there's a piece of cartilage also. Um, If somebody comes in and let's say they have a breathing difficulty. so some very few people have a perfectly straight septum, and so it typically deviates a little bit to one yeah. that or bows in. Well, if that happens, you're gonna have a hard time moving air through, let's say, a nostril. Um, so in a septoplasty, we can go in and we can manipulate the, the, uh, the soft tissues to move it over so it's running more midline. So that in, in Those patients, you can see a nice improvement in their ability to breathe.
0: Are there health benefits um, with a rhinoplasty or a septoplasty? I know, obviously, you mentioned that the septoplasty can just help you breathe better.
1: Yeah, that would be, I think, for a lot of patients, a a tremendous benefit. Um, For a cosmetic rhinoplasty, I would say, you know, the benefits are different, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's how you feel. It's more alleviating anxiety or, you know, being less self-conscious. Um, So I wouldn't say it necessarily falls into what we call like a classic sort of a a medical concern, although if it's causing anxiety or depression, then it it, it sort of also does. Um, But yes, I I would say we divide it into aesthetic surgery and functional surgery. Functional being, can we help you breathe better? Aesthetic, can we change the shape to an aesthetic that maybe matches what you're hoping for?
0: Can you walk us through the procedure, just briefly, what that would entail? Sure,
1: yeah. So in a typical rhinoplasty, what we're going to do is we're going to open the nose in one of two ways. Either we do what we call an open rhinoplasty, where we make a little incision down at the bottom, and then we'll actually lift very gently the skin off of the structures of the nose, so lift it off of the bone and cartilage, and then we're just making little manipulations to the cartilages and to the bone that, that that make up the architecture of your nose and then we put the skin back together. The scars are really subtle. You can also do what we call a closed rhinoplasty where we make the incisions inside the nose and you're still making incisions, but they're particularly well hidden. Um, But the truth is the the scars are so small from an open rhinoplasty, it really kind of comes down to dealer's choice. Some surgeons are trained a certain way. I always tell patients, let them use the approach that they do best. I don't think that necessarily, there's, there's some maneuvers that might be easier one way or the other, but for the most part, let the surgeon approach your nose how they like to do it.
0: And what is the recovery like? Is it painful or is there any like problems breathing afterwards?
1: Yeah, so it, depending on what we're doing, if we're doing anything with the septum, we often put in uh, little packs so that we can mitigate um, breathing, uh, bleeding issues after surgery. Uh, those packs could stay anywhere from three to five days. Uh, a little bit of discomfort when those come out, but really at the end of the day, not, not such a big deal. Uh, People are bruised, they're swollen. Sometimes you get swelling and bruising that extends out to the cheeks. And so there's kind of, you know, you will look like you had surgery, right? You are gonna walk out with a splint on your face. This isn't the kind of thing that you hide under a t-shirt and nobody knows what you're just doing in that (laughs) surgeon's office, right? You go out looking like you just had a procedure. Um, The splints usually stay on anywhere from five to seven days. Um, And you know, so a lot of people don't wanna go to the supermarket or go out or see their neighbors. So for some people it's hiding in their, you know, hiding at home for a week. And then by the time the splint comes off, now you don't have that telltale sign of the splint being present, but there's still often swelling and bruising. But there's also products that we can use to help mitigate that. So there's plenty of patients who will go out the day after surgery because they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Some people it's a week later, some people yeah. maybe more like two weeks.
0: Talk to me about scarring. Like I know this is right on your face. So yeah. is, are, is the scar gonna be evident? Do they heal over time? These are
1: really subtle scars. So, you know, if you're doing a, a closed approach and you're making inc- incisions inside the nostril, no one's going to see that but your plastic surgeon because very few people look inside your nostril <laughs> yeah, hopefully all uh, right uh, the the external scars that we use, we, we do it down on the columella, which is the lower part of your nose. So if you have somebody shorter than you who's looking up and staring at your nose, which mm-hmm. would be kind of a weird thing to do, yeah, they could theoretically see the scar, but they're typically very hard scars to find even for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk to people socially, I don't typically look at them and say, oh, you had a rhinoplasty because based on their scar, you might see a nose that just seems almost too perfect and say, I wonder if that was, is that yours or did you have surgery?
0: So I'm curious, is rhinoplasty or septoplasty covered by insurance?
1: If a patient's having functional issues with breathing, then yes, the the septoplasty part can be covered. The aesthetic things that we're doing to a nose to change the shape, you know, to make somebody happier with the appearance, that's gonna be, it's an an elective procedure.
0: Is there an alternative to a surgical rhinoplasty?
1: There is indeed. So uh, there's a procedure that some people will call a liquid rhinoplasty. Mm -hmm. Um, And essentially what we're doing is we're taking advantage of fillers. So the same fillers that we can use to add volume to people's temples, their lips, their cheeks, we can use to manipulate the shape of the nose. I think if it's done judiciously with small small volumes, I think it's a reasonable option. Um, like anything, if it's not done well, you can either get an aesthetic outcome that doesn't look very good, and you run the risk of potentially uh, compromising the blood flow to the nose. So when it's done poorly, you can actually cause big complications with skin loss over the nose. Next thing you know, have a wound, that takes a really t- long time to heal. So you have to it, it needs to be done very thoughtfully. I would say when you see a plastic surgeon, nine times out of 10, if not more, you're gonna get a surgical plan. Okay. If you're seeing somebody who's not a surgeon, who doesn't have that, t- that skill set, they're gonna to have, to, if they wanna treat you, they're gonna to have to go with a liquid rhinoplasty because they're not trained to do surgery. So I just, you know, patient beware. I think it's for most procedures, you wanna see somebody, in my opinion, mm-hmm. who can offer you both options and educate you appro- appropriately about both options so that you can make a really informed decision. But yes, there's absolutely alternatives to surgical approaches.
0: And what do you think maybe the two or three most important things that a patient should look for in a doctor if they want to do a rhinoplasty?
1: I think first and foremost, you know, find a board certified plastic surgeon or a board certified ENT somebody who does rhinoplasty mm-hmm. surgery. And then from that group of doctors, find somebody who does a lot of noses specifically. So, I am a board plastic, you know, board certified plastic surgeon, but I don't do noses very often. So, okay. I wouldn't recommend people come and find me for it. It's a fun procedure and I did a lot in training. Um, but it's not my primary interest. So you know. then you you wanna narrow that pool to people who really do a lot of the procedure you're interested in. I think that's key. And then from there, it's finding the personality, like find an office staff you like, a location that's convenient because you're gonna be doing visits. You know, don't go overseas to have your surgery done because when (laughs) you have a problem, it's really hard to fix. Um, But you know, fortunately in the United States, we have, most of our cities with big populations have great plastic surgeons. Mm -hmm. Usually have a lot of choices so you can find that right fit for you.
0: And what are the average cost for a rhinoplasty or a septoplasty?
1: They can be all over the place. You know, again, it depends on your zip code. It depends on the skill set. Is this somebody who speaks internationally and you're going to pick the most famous rhinoplasty surgeon in the world, or are you going to somebody who's been out of training for three days, right? They're gonna charge different amounts of money. Um, I would say typically, you know, these are not inexpensive procedures. Okay. Most patients aren't coming in and, and, you know, with this kind of money in their wallet. You know, these are typically procedures that are fairly expensive and patients are typically financing.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that they're going to be probably typically uh, financed because they are expensive. What kind of financing options do you offer at um, your clinic?
1: Most of our patients use uh, care credit. Uh, Again, it's a really stressful thing, I think, to take a a large amount of money out of your bank and pay all at once. So using financing the same way you would finance a big purchase like a car, it it takes a lot of the, the stress out of just making a decision for surgery. Yeah, got it.
0: Well, you're very informative about rhinoplasties, and I want to do something kind of fun with you. It's called myth or fact. So I have three questions, and you're going to tell me if it's a myth or a fact, okay? Now this first one, your rhinoplasty could melt in the sun.
1: Oh, total fact. We see it all (laughs) the time. It's oh. been a huge issue in 2023. Uh, no, like I, I don't even, I'm not even sure I know what that means. You know, the um, your your tissues aren't going to melt, nothing, your bones aren't going to melt, your skin's not going to melt. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, what? We're, but that being said, if we want to get serious for a second, we do want to be thoughtful about exposure to sun after surgery. Scars yes. can, you know, scars can be sensitive to sun exposure. So... We recommend that, you know, you want to protect your sun, your uh, new scars from sun exposure, but okay. melting, not so much of an issue. Okay, so that's a myth. I would that say we Okay. put that okay. In the category.
0: So myth or fact, rhinoplasty can also address medical problems. Yeah, it
1: can. So, you know, if somebody has a functional issue like a breathing difficulty mm-hmm. because the, the, the cartilage are, are sort of offset and they're blocking some of that nasal passage, putting that cartilage back in the right place can help somebody breathe, and that can make a big difference in somebody's life.
0: Would that be considered a septoplasm?
1: Septoplasty, yeah, exactly. Manipulating the septum, and putting it back into a better position for breathing, snoring, a whole list of issues. Got it.
0: I'm sure there's some husbands that could use that so they stop (laughs) snoring. (laughs) I think it works both ways. (laughs) Yeah, true. I know, true. Um, Myth or fact, rhinoplasty will change your voice drastically.
1: I wouldn't say drastically, but certainly you have patients where, depending on the manipulation you're making, depending on the problem they're they're starting with and what you do, yeah, you can see voice changes because it's going to change the way the air passes, you know, through your your nose. Uh, dramatic I don't see I wouldn't say we see very frequently.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much Dr. West. This was really fun and really informative. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Thanks for watching. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. For more information, visit carecredit.com.
1: Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week.